This is Shades of Content, a podcast created for and featuring women of color who create and distribute content as a means to tell stories to the masses. I'm your host, Patrice Camo, owner of Camp Space, and I'm passionate about giving diverse women creators a space to be awesome. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Shades of Content podcast, the podcast that tells the true stories of Black women content creators. Today's show is a little different, but we'll get into that in a second. I'm so happy that everybody's back for another episode. If you're watching this, you'll see that I'm in a totally different space. I'm actually in Las Vegas right now with my son who's here and my dad. We took my son to NBA Summer League. We had a great time, but clearly I'm here working. So let's use this as a testament to, yes, take your vacations. Yes, get your self-care, your me time in, but get the shit done the way you got to get it done. So I made sure I took a day off to record podcasts, to shoot content. You know, I'm here for seven days. I can spend a day getting getting it in. So I'm really happy to be here. I was able to find a really dope studio. This is Level 9 Studio in Vegas. If you ever need to record anything, they have audio, they have video. It's an amazing place. Um, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So yeah, I am excited to be here, excited for my guest. Um, last week's show, we had Leah J, who's amazing. This week is going to be just as awesome. And as I said in the beginning, it's a little different. So we normally have women on the show. Today, we have a gentleman. Um, what's up, Jason? What up, though? How you feel? <laughs> I am so good. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, yeah, so obviously, we have a man on the show today. His yes. name is Jason White, okay? And he's a force. He's the force in government contracting. Um, and Jason, if you don't mind, I want to give people just a little background on how we met, right? Because yeah, please, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jason reached out because you wanted to, you needed to shoot your course. And so you yes. came to my space camp and you booked it out for the full day and you and your videographer um, get just shot a bunch, shot all your course content. Um, yeah. And this was a few months ago when this happened, I wasn't in this mindset of having a course or really ramping up my social media to to promote myself. Um, but it's just interesting how these people come into your lives and you don't really know why and you don't know that you'll have this relationship and you'll talk to them again and you'll see them again and again. But um, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. So when it was time for me to go down this path of doing this course, I immediately thought about you. One, because you did a course in my space. And I'm like, well, shit, if Jason can do it, I can shoot one in my space too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your space. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, you know, I'm, relationships matter to me. And and then I heard you on the Social Proof podcast, which is another podcast that I, in like, I just fucking love that show. Yeah. Um, so it's an honor to have you here. And no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me for real. Straight up. Like, when you were just talking, you never know who you're going to meet. So when we came back and we were talking, because you came in to clean some stuff yeah. up, we was like, oh, we good. Like, yeah. everything is perfect. You straight. That's when we started to have conversations about Clubhouse and Next Level and, you know, the things that you yeah. wanted to do. And after we shot the course, I was like, well, let's connect on Instagram and just continue to follow each other. And sometimes that's just a cliche. People say, oh, we're going to connect. We're going to rap later on and they just BSing. Right. But I ain't like that. I'm a real one. So I'm like, listen, I even talked about having your space out in Baltimore yes. where I live yes. in. 
Yeah. Right? I'm a real one. So I, I'm big on relationships just like you are. They're very important. Yeah. Extremely. Straight up. And I think, I, you know, that's when it's all said and done, I believe that that's like one of the only things like you really have. Right. Like a lot of the shit we have, you can be it can be taken away. You can lose it. You can. But like those relationships, those bonds, that that nurturing and just stepping out there and talking to people. Um, yeah. That you know, if you're able to do it, it's a skill. But if you, if it's still something that you got to work on, you should right because relationships definitely work on one matter. So Jason, please tell me, um, who you are. Let's start with this. What are you most passionate about, like right now? Oh man, that's a great question. Right now, I'm most passionate about getting people to their next level. Now I'm in a teaching space now. Now I'm a mentor. Now I'm a personal developer. I, I was never those titles. But so now I'm most passionate about individuals that hear and utilize my information and my knowledge and I start to apply it. I'm most passionate about making sure they get to their next level and getting their results. So I'm passionate about teaching and I never thought I would be passionate about that. Yeah, that's deep. You don't yeah. have a teaching background. Tell me, take me from, you're not, and you're also not from Baltimore. Where are you from? I'm from Virginia, Virginia. Norfolk, 757. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so tell me um, just kind of how does someone go from being from Virginia to now, you know, helping people develop themselves through government contracting? What, what, I know it's a long story, but briefly tell me, connect the dots. Yeah, so it's really an, has been an amazing jersey, a journey. Um, I went from working odds and in jobs to my homeboy just introducing the fact of federal government contracting to me trying to do it myself, struggling for three years, not getting any contracts awarded to my company, to cracking the code and figuring it out all on my own. Mm. Now, YouTube University didn't even help me out because there's a lot of people on YouTube that just make you spin your wheels, right? You're just going around in circles. You're on a hamster wheel. And you can't get off because they're not giving you no real info to get you to the next level. Mm -hmm. So that's why it took me three years to get my first one. Next thing you know, my company, which is just me, right? I'm getting contracts awarded left and right, left and right, left and right. And as I'm going, I'm bringing my people with me. Right. Just tell them, look, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm able to afford this. This is how I'm able to do this. Because, you know, after a while, people see you struggling and they're like, yo, how you driving it? Or right. how you buying that house now? Or why you always on vacation? They trying to figure it out. So I'm like, you don't got to figure me out. Just ask me, especially if you my people. Right. So then, you know, long story short, uh, you know, certain people getting wind of who I am and how I'm doing certain things. Mm -hmm. And then we build a course and now I'm teaching people mm. the same way that I did it. Okay. Yeah. So you you teach people how to get government contracts and that can be like what? Like anything? Explain yeah, that. Yeah, so I teach people how to get the government, con the federal government contract awarded to their company and then we subcontract it right out. Mm. So I don't teach individuals to actually do the work. I'm teaching them to subcontract out the work. So you can chill. Gotcha. People is already companies already developed that want to do the work and need the work. Right. So give it to them. Let them do it. Right. Yep. And yes, we're talking about any and every industry that we can think of. Right. We're talking about 
digital content, digital marketing. We're talking about IT, um, construction, janitorial, lawn care. Uh, you name it, we got one. We got one for it. Because okay. the federal government needs to work. So I'm pushing those contracts off until to other people that need to work as well. <laughs> so I'm hearing federal contracting. Does that mean you're not working with local municipalities? Like you're only focusing on federal. And then that means you can have people from anywhere in the country work on any project. Thank you. Like you see how, you see how simple that concept is. Uh-huh. If I, if I reduce myself to local and state, I can only be in my backyard. But when we talk about federal level, I'm in all 50 states, mm-hmm. point blank, period. And so that means I'm reaching out to companies in all 50 states. And I don't care about if I know somebody in my backyard that can do the work. I don't have to know them. I can just reach out to somebody in California or in Vegas and say, hey, can you do this work? They say, yeah, how much you charging me? And then we start rocking and rolling from there. Got it. Do you have to have any type of certifications? Like, I'm very familiar with the 8A world. I had a long conversation at the pool like two weeks ago, this white guy. Yeah. Um, been in government contracting forever. I think he had one company, he had his 8A, that was for 15 years, and then he had another one, it's like for 20. And yeah. I mean, he's big on the 8A. He said it opened so many doors. Me personally, I know all the hoops you have to go through. So yeah. can you explain... Um, how what you do is different from like these 8A certified and maybe explain 8A certified too. I just be assuming everybody so, know what I be talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. So 8A and we're and what we're saying is the number eight and the letter yes. A. Yes. 8A is the business development program that the federal government has in place to develop companies to be big box companies inside the federal government, like the North of Grumman's, mm-hmm. like Ally Barton like Boeing, they're, they're wanting to develop your small business to be a big business like that, right. where you have to have employees, where you have to have, you know, insurances, yeah. where you have to have all that stuff. What I'm doing is I could care less about the 8A program and if the 8A program is only a nine-year run. So after nine years, you phase out the program and whatever you've been doing for that nine years, it continues to go on or it doesn't continue to go on, whatever the case may be. Okay. So that's why that gentleman probably did it twice because you right. once you're done, you got to do it again. In another got it. But you. So I stay away from it. OK, because I don't need it. I can make just as much money as an 8A company just subbing out the work. Mm-hmm. I'm out, I don't want to have I don't want to be bound to an office. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bound to figuring out why this, these employees can't come to work and why they calling off and why they won't pay raises and hiring and firing. I don't want all that. What I want to do is. I want to get a whole company underneath me and say, this whole company, here's your contract. Here's your work. As Whatever you do as a company, y'all do it. Yeah. Because y'all been doing it for 15 years anyway. And all I'm doing is just having a relationship with the CEO of that company. Yep. And all the certifications, all their licenses, they have to have it. Right. But the federal government allows my company to assume. To assume it. Are there benefits? Um, like, so with where you're, going do you have to do you have to have any type of special certifications or oh that's you did yeah that's wow. beauty, right because let's say it's an it certificate or it or solicitation right it's a contract the it company they have to have security clearances right the it company they have to have certifications right so as long as i verify that that it company has everything that they need to operate and own as an it company 
The federal government allows me to assume all their licenses, all their security clearances, because they're coming underneath my company as a subcontractor. Got it. So I'm the prime. They the, they the subprime. So they work for me. The company works for my company. So I uh, get to assume their licenses. I personally don't have to have it. Right. That's the beauty. Hmm. I don't have to go through those hoops and, and all that red tape. Yeah. I just I just make sure they got it. They got it. We rocking. Yep. And then the company doesn't have to deal with all the conversations with the government and all that stuff because you handle that. They don't got to go find the work. Y'all are both helping one another. Okay. So you, it was three years of you spinning your wheels, not figuring it out. And then you figured it out. Life was great. And then you decided yeah. to pay it forward. What happened in your mind where you said, yo, I can be teaching people this. I can package this. So my guy, Jose Bennett, is the one that actually put the batter in my back. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about doing a course or getting on social media. I, you know, I'm from the 80s. I do my stuff, you know, under a rock, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just keep it pushing, right? right? If I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you. And I just keep it rocking and rolling. But he put it in my back. He he saw my personality. I'm I, I'm easy to, to get along with. I can talk to anybody, any crowd. So he like, listen, man. You can do this. Mm. Like, I, you can do this. And so let's do it. And I'm just so, I jump out the window and build my parachute on the way down. Like, that's who I am. I will figure it out. So if he said I can do it, if he sees something, I was like, let's do it. And we've been making Um, When did you, so when was that? Like, when did you start to, or decide to do the course and like, take me through that whole process? Again, asking for myself because it's a lot. I got you. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) So last year, at the top of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. is when we started to conversate because I I was originally thinking about just doing a little ebook when me and him was having conversations. Right. I was just thinking about doing a little small little ebook and just getting it out there. But like you said. Like I said, because he enjoyed my personality, because he figured people would want to, you know, reach out to me and see me and, and talk to me and I can give out my personality, like, let's do the course. Yeah. So I kind of was hesitant about doing it. So we really didn't start actually formulating a course until um, October. Oh, wow. So from January to October, yeah, from January to October during the pandemic or the height of it, I was just doing one-on-ones. I was just okay. doing clients one-on-one, doing my students one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. And they were getting results. And he was like, see, man, people winning contracts off your information. Let's just get it done. Let's do the course right. so we can get it out there to the masses. And I was like, all right, man, it makes sense now. So let's do it. Got it. Were you um were you a little intimidated when you were doing those one-on-ones? And that's why you didn't go forward, or you just felt like that just made sense at that point? No, so I the one-on-ones were more intimate to me. Right. So okay. I wanted to continue to do those. They, they, those seem to be more personable. Right. Like, I get to dig in. We get to fix what you don't know. You get to talk to me every single day. And, my, and in my mind, when I'm talking about a course, I don't have, I felt like I was going to have the ability to continue to reach everybody individually, mm. which hence now I don't, right? So now I got, <laughs> I don't got the time no more. And I knew that was going to happen. But it's just the evolution of everything, and it's and it's all good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. Good. That's why I waited. That's why I waited. Got it. Yeah, and I think of it, when we think about business, and you can't scale if you if you're touching everybody at the same time, right? Like you have to build a system. 
that allows you to touch as many people as possible because that's how what you said you're passionate. You want to help develop as many people as possible. You physically right. can't do that if you're talking to everybody one on one. Like it's just, yeah. it's not I was possible. trying to, right? I <laughs> right. was trying to, but it, it ain't working. Right. So, so people can, so like break the course down, break um your your development. Like what what does working with you look like? How can people work with you? Oh man! So now these days, you purchase the course mm-hmm. and you get what's called access to my group Zoom calls every Wednesday at eight PM Eastern Standard mm-hmm. Time because. I don't care how many people how many people feel like their course gives all the information, people are still gonna have questions. People are still gonna be uncertain. People still don't have that confidence to just lean on your total knowledge and everything you gave them. So I recognize that. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, let's give let me give them access to me at least once a week, mm-hmm. every Wednesday, at 8 p.m. So I'm doing it tonight. Because this is Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, 8 yeah. PM. Um, so that's what it looks like these days. Okay. Okay. And and then that's a the 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 membership. Like I'm trying to I'm thinking about like how you decided to go with like this. Is it a one time thing? Like they sign up one time and they're in the membership forever? Do they just take the course and then there is another pay? I'm just curious. Like how long are they in your in your system? I guess is the right word. No, that's good. That's a good question because you got to think about it. I I have never forgotten where I came from in terms of financial stress, mm-hmm. right? Somebody will somebody will scrap their pennies or scrap their paychecks to buy into your information and maybe they can't continue to afford the next levels or a high ticket or all this other stuff people talk about. So I'm like, yo, if you pay for my course, you got access to it. That's yours. You bought it. Right. The group Zoom calls are unlimited until you feel like, hey, I'm ready to be pushed out the nest. At the end of the day, if somebody say they for the people, see what else they got going on. They keep asking you to go to this conference and mm-hmm. go to this boot camp and go to this strategy session. And then you ain't for the people for real. Mm. So um, you buy my course. That's all. That's it. And you get the group Zoom calls and that's unlimited. Right. Now, will the group Zoom calls go away at a certain point? I don't know. Right. I don't know the future. Holds. But currently, that's unlimited as well. And we rocking and rolling. Wow. Because I'm legit. People, right? I I don't know. I can't count people's pockets. I'm reaching everybody. I'm reaching the person that is working at the gas station. I'm reaching the individuals that are real estate moguls because mm-hmm. they don't know how to get mm-hmm. real estate contracts in the federal government. I got everybody purchasing this course, so I can't exclude or discriminate against a social economic group mm-hmm. that can't afford that. You know, another ticket and another ticket and, and another ticket. Yeah. I don't need the money. Right. I need you to get the money, right? right? So that's why I made it the way I made it. That's the, I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think for me, talking about like, because I don't, I don't know if you're familiar kind of with how I decided to start this, my membership. But I had no, the idea. No, I get it up. Yeah, Talk so I had, I had the idea to start it in November from my business coach. Then I sat on it for probably almost a year. I took another oh. course to actually learn how to do it. Cause I'm the type of person you have to just tell me do this, 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 and I'll do it. Like I'm a, I'm an excellent student. I I executed well. So I took another course for that, learned it, did everything they said, launched it. Um, with 50 members, my goal was 25. Like, Oh yeah. And so, so that membership, the ultimate content creator membership teaches 
content creators how to use their content to tell their story and pitch it to the media. Because a lot of times nice. content creators just stay in the bubble of their phone, but they don't understand that there's so many more people who need to know about what you're doing that aren't following you, that aren't on social yeah. media. So you need to use media the same way you've been using media, right? To 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 blast to blast it to everybody. Um, and that's my expertise. I was a publicist for like 15 years. So I'm just okay. bringing it so. to all the people that come through my space. But I think one of the things that stopped me was uh, being comfortable with like being the expert and saying, I know this, right? A confidence thing. Um, but also, I guess maybe, I don't know if it's a fear of comparison, but I do see like the classes, the coaches, the high ticket items, like all this social media coach jargon. It honestly drives me crazy. So um, I did not want to fall into that. And I know you you got to kind of move. You can't think about what others think. But I also believe that for me, authenticity has always been paramount. And I feel like it's something yeah. like that is valuable to you, too. So like, was that ever One. as you go, as you were as you're deciding to or or on live and on doing all these things? Like, do you ever say yeah. to yourself, yo, does this not is this me? But do you ever kind of wonder it, or kind of go back and forth with how you need to promote what you're doing or just does it just come naturally for you? I don't know. That was a lot of that was a lot of things um, in one so, question. <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded. That's a that loaded question loaded. right there. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. All right. So, no, nah, you good. I, I think, I think in the beginning, I would pay attention to how others are conducting themselves on live, mm -hmm. how others are running their IG page, and maybe I should do it the mm -hmm. exact same way because look at all the engagement on their page, right? Yeah. But when I really, when I started, I guess, let my hair down a little bit mm -hmm. and just, just be 100% me, that's when my social media page went from 300 people to 8,000. Mm. You feel like right. it read 300 people to 8,000 followers because I'm going on live. I'm being consistent. Number one, I'm a consistent person, mm. but I wasn't, I wasn't consistent on social media. Right. So I'm like, all right, I need to be consistent on social media. Boom. I check that box. Okay, now I do need to stop figuring out how they're doing it and how they're doing it and just do me. Yeah. Let me just do me real quick. And if they rocking with me, they rocking with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as I started to just do me, I started to notice people started to compare themselves to me. I would figure, I would find, yeah, I would find out like, yo, did you go to such and such page? He or she is trying to say the same thing like you saying and doing it like you doing it. And originally they wasn't talking like that. I can't talk that uh, jargon. I can't talk professionally all the time. I just got to be me and talk like I talk. Right. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people relate to it. Mm -hmm. So I did in the beginning. I was very self-conscious about how I'm going to come across. But then maybe like. I don't know, maybe like two weeks later, I was like, man, forget it. I'm yeah. going to rock out. Yeah. Go from there. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I say this all the time, like this is not brain surgery. It's just, it's just social media. It's not. What, um, <laughs> what did consistency, what does consistency look like for you? Like, is there a set schedule where you say, no, I go live twice a week? Like, what is, what is that? Yeah, so I set a day, Friday. Mm -hmm. So I do Ask Me Anything Fridays. Every single Friday, 
I made I made a commitment to make sure I go live. So just like you in Vegas, you made a commitment to show up for your people. If I'm in Aruba, if I'm in, you know, Japan, if I'm in wherever I've been, I got to make sure if I'm still there on Friday, mm. I got to hit this live. You know, it, maybe I had a couple of drinks already, too. Right. right? I got to show up, though. Yep. You feel? Yep. <laughs> but I got to show up because people start to pay attention to your consistency level. And it might just be that little piece mm. to get somebody to their next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to always show up. I'm going to be here. Got it. Do you have your own like business development coaches or anything like mentorship for you? Yeah, yeah. So Jose Bennett, that's okay. my uh, marketing and my branding coach, mm-hmm. right? He coaches me through everything that I should be doing and that I should stay away from. Okay. But then, you know, obviously when you have a coach, you have discussions. Right. Okay, why should I stay away from this? Why shouldn't I explore this? Because at the end of the day, I want to do things that people aren't doing. Right. Right. If everybody else is going left, let me see what right look like for me real quick. And let me test those waters out. So, yeah, I got a, I got a coach. If your coach don't got a coach, I wouldn't fool with him. Mm, got to hear that. Got to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've been seeing you on, like I said, I saw you on Social Proof. Um, We're talking now. What, like, are you actively pitching yourself? Um, tell me how you being in all these media outlets, how it's helping, um, what you're doing, like kind of walk me through what that has looked like for you. It's exposure, right? It's exposure to myself. It's exposure to, uh, what I've been doing since 2008 It's exposure to what I've already helped students accomplish. It's exposure to getting federal government contracts and and it's phenomenal, right? The power of social media, the power of media, good or bad. Right. I don't care what they talk. If you talking my name, good or bad, thank you. You giving me exposure because mm-hmm. somebody going to figure out why you talking bad about this guy or why you giving him props, right? right. Figure, find out. So it's been, it's been doing wonders for myself. It's been doing wonders for the program. And you can't put a price on word of mouth, especially when it's coming via social media platforms yeah. all over. So how did I'm you how did you connect with the social proof um podcast? Like did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? How it was it was it was kind of both. I'm always in Atlanta. Um so people talking about me, right? People saying, yo, this dude is doing this, this dude is doing that. So we connected at lunch one day mm-hmm. and uh we were just talking. We was just rapping and he was asking me what do I do? But he had his uh he had his uh, father-in-law at the table. Okay. See, let me let me say this real quick too. Uh-huh. It's nothing like being validated by somebody that don't even know you, mm. but they know you you spitting true game because they've tried to do it, but they just never got to the same level you did. Wow. So I'm at the table. We talking. We eat lunch. I'm at the table and I'm going through damn near the whole process. I'm like, I do this, I do this, I do this, and his father-in-law at the table like, yo. He right. Mm. He, I mean, I'm talking about every other word. This gentleman kept saying, I was right. I was right. Oh, wow. I was right. And then next thing you know, he was like, man, I got to I got to have you on the show. I got to interview. But as now, though, that's happened for um, two other big podcasts. I, uh-huh. I want to say they names right now, but I got to hold off because okay. we don't got the date set. Yet. Got yeah, it. I got to hold off. But they big. Okay. They big for real. 
You big too. Look, I sure I'm here. Am. I'm here. Listen, you big. I'm here. You know what I mean? I appreciate everything. <laughs> um, when so when um, these like, opportunities happen, do you see like upticks in your engagement and your followers, or do you even pay attention to that? No, I pay attention to it. I'd be a liar if I didn't, right? right? I pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm, I'm starting to notice that the more followers I gain. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to engage me, right. right? Everybody. But peep game, I was happy when I only had 15 people right. on my live. Right. I was excited right. when I was only getting 10 likes. Mm. Like I was still giving the same energy. I never changed. I never switched up the game, right? Now that I got, I don't know, 125 people on my live, 89 people on my live, I'm getting thousands of likes now each post. I ain't switch up. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the same dude, you know what I mean? So you can see that level of consistency. So I'm enjoying that more people are able to just hear me talk and chop it up with me. A lot of people, you know what's you know what's funny too? People, I got a lot of DMs, mm-hmm. a lot. And people get excited when I actually reply back to them and it's not my team. Right, you know what I'm right. It's, it's you. I'm like, nah, somebody, somebody like a lot of people be like, oh, is this his team? I got to leave him a voice note. I'm like, nah, it's me, baby. I'm talking to you. It's, this, this is what I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to reach the people. And I'm humbled by that. Right. I'm, I'm legit humbled. Like, I was in Houston. Um, I had a workshop in Houston okay. last week, um, Wednesday and Thursday. So as I step out, people are walking up to me saying, yo, I seen you. Yo, I follow you. Wow, yo, this crazy. and that. I'm humbled by that, man. I'm humble. Do you have a team? Do you have or I is do it have a team. You, you do have a team. Okay. Yeah. My son's in the background taking pictures. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, I do have a team, but they don't answer my social media. Right. That's all me. Because yeah. this is how I feel. If somebody invests the time to send me a message, if somebody invests the time to pay for my course, at least I can do a say what's up. No, and, I agree. And it, and it be me. And it be me. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's all right. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you that again in a year. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> things be growing, and sometimes you know, from a uh, from a just operation standpoint. But no, I feel you. I think that is important, and I also think like, and I, I I think I say this a lot. I don't know. I know I believe it. When you're being yourself, it's just it's easy. You don't have to do nothing else. You don't have to be anything else. It's like I, it's the easiest thing you can do is just you, right? Just do you. I ain't thinking. I'm just doing. I ain't thinking. I ain't overthinking it. I'm just like you said. I'm just being me. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Um, all right. So you mentioned a little bit about like um, digital contracts. Like, I would love to hear about maybe some opportunities you've heard of in the government contracting world. From maybe not companies needing like full digital companies, but like, you know, I mean, our listeners, they are creators. They can, you know, yeah. some of them are marketing executives. So I'm just like wondering, like, what could government contracting and those opportunities look like for people like you and me, people who have podcasts, people who do video content? I can do you one better. It ain't what I heard. Let me go over the contracts I've won. Okay. And that my some of my students have won as well mm-hmm. in terms of just digital marketing, digital content. You gotta you gotta think about it. The world is digital. Right. The world has been digital for some time now. But and but when you add digital and marketing, doesn't the military market for recruits every month probably? Yeah. You know, every day. I don't know when they I don't know when they do it heavy, heavy, but 
They're always doing it. All five branches, right? Right. That's that. Don't senators and and um, congressmen and congresswomen don't they need content? Like there are solicitations and contracts specifically for that. Wow. I'm gonna go even deeper. I want a contract for Library of Congress, mm-hmm. right, to do their digital marketing. Mm. And I didn't do it, obviously. I had to subcontract it out because I don't know much about it. But that contract was interesting. It was three years, and they just had to update their website periodically and create new commercials. Wow. That was the con that was a contract. Wow. So it's the stuff is out there. I, I just need people to understand when you want to look at in things in your space go a little parallel sometimes, not just in your space okay. only, maybe go right outside your space, be parallel so you can open your box a little bit wider. Got it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's plenty of opportunities. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so like how, if, how does someone get in your network of companies? Like when you're seeking these companies to fill these contracts, are you Google searching? Are you like, how do you find oh, people? Man. Yeah. So I'm Google searching right, right. now. Back in 2011, when I won my first one, I didn't have a network of individuals I can just pluck from every state, right? right. But now my Rolodex is thick. My, my Rolodex is strong right now. So <laughs> I just go through and say, oh, there's such and such in Maryland or there's such and such company in, in Florida or whatever the case may be. But the best way to do it when you're starting out and you don't have individuals in your network, I take that back. Even when you have individuals in your network, it's hard for people to see you as a boss right away, mm-hmm. right? It's hard for that. So, but you have to instantly be a boss to your friend who has a a digital marketing company. Right. They they might not see you like that. So, get your chops on your boss level with somebody else that you don't know, right? right? And now you can understand what that process looks like on telling another company what to do, how to proceed, and what the expectations are. So now, when you bring somebody in from your network. Mm-hmm. Hey, you already you already been through that through those ropes, and you know how to do it. Exactly, and you and they, and you kill your network. Right, exactly, and they also <laughs> they they see the proof that you oh they he didn't already work with this one this one this one and this there one they go. gonna fall in line. Um, mm-hmm. biggest learning you lesson. Are smart. You are a good student. You I catch am. It on like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Biggest learning lessons. Um, of you growing your community and building this course, right? Going from just you doing your thing to this one-on-one to literally like hopefully and and not hopefully like serving hundreds and thousands of people. Um that what's been a biggest learning lesson or lessons? Oh, we already talked about it, right? Just being authentic. Yeah. Staying true, staying real. They connect People connecting me because of that. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to go outside of who I am. I ain't trying to be different now because somebody recognizes me or my followers are right. I have to stay true to myself. The information is always going to be the same. Right. That ain't going to switch. I think a lot of times what starts to switch up is the vessel that's giving that information. Mm. They get a little. They get a little Hollywood. They get a little big head. Mm-hmm. They switching up. They switching up too, too much. Right. You got to grow. You got to expand, right? Everybody knows that. You got to scale. But the person that's growing and scaling, why they got to change? Right. Why they got to fix so much? Right. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest lesson. Just staying true to myself. Because sometimes I can't. I've almost gotten beside myself. I okay. put it that way. But, but my circle keep me grounded. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, okay. my circle's small, so they keep me grounded. What, um, any tips? And this is, I'm asking for myself, right? I now have this asking group for a of... friend. Talk to me, friend. <laughs> this group of 50 <laughs> women. There's one man, so it's 49 women and one man. And, like, at this point, I am the community manager. I don't have an assistant. I'm pretty much doing all, everything myself, and I've tried to put things in place. Like, there's a separate email. We use an online portal. You know, I'm I'm definitely trying to put these systems in place. So when it does grow, it's, like, seamless. But, yeah. like, do you have tips, or can you share tips with me on, like, managing community and, like, uh managing expectations and can you just yeah. all the things because you be having like it's a lot of people that it's I've invested in this and I want this you know what I'm saying so yeah. help me just so I can be ahead of it the onboarding all right I got you. so onboarding is is has to be paramount okay when they come into your space when they come into your community right from the onset you set the tone you set an expectation mm -hmm. on how many times you will be able to touch them, mm -hmm. how much information they actually will get, right? right? You send me a question, I might not be able to get to it the next minute that you email me this question. Right. It might be a couple of days. Like, you're setting all of these expectations because these individuals, like you said, they are eager. They're ready. They hungry. They and they're so hungry, they can get a little frustrated that you're not giving them all the time that they think they deserve. Mm. But when you bring them in on the onboarding process, and the onboarding process kind of goes over time management. It goes over expectations. It goes over what they should be expecting and what they should be doing should you not hear from me right away. Right. If you don't hear from me right away, don't stand still. You got to keep it pushing. Right. You still got things to do, right. right? So my biggest tip that I've learned myself is that onboarding process has to be a little bit more um, detailed and direct so that way they know what they're getting out of you as a community leader and what they'll get out of the community as well. Got it. Okay. Note, note taken. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. 100%. So how can people connect with you? What, you know, just where are you? What do you have coming up next? Yeah. Got you. So um, I am Jason White underscore. Hit me up. You know what I mean? IG, talk to me. I talk back, baby. It won't be my team. <laughs> It's going to be your boy. <laughs> it's going to be me. Um, I just did the workshop in Houston. That was cool. Actually, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm going to be real because it was two days. It was, yeah, it was, it was really, really yeah. good. A lot of people got to their next level. That was dope. And I put that together myself. Here's, so let me tell you something. This is some of the things that I do so I can test my team with it. A lot of times people want to hurry up and get a team, but they don't even know how to do mm. things themselves. If I know how to do it myself, when my team start to do it, I know if it's right or wrong, or at least to my liking. Right, uh, right. People got to start doing some of this stuff themselves right. first. Whether you fall on your face, whether it's ugly, whether it's right or wrong, you're going to learn. Yep. So now when you build your yep. team, I don't want to learn with my team, right? right. I'm a guy, I don't want to learn with them. I want to teach them. That's why them. they're my team. Exactly. That's why I brought them on with me. All right, so anyway. No, I, went I, on a little no, quick, I love that quick. tangent. I love that tangent because... I mean, for me, like I, I do like this membership. I'm just keep it even with my the space. Like, and I don't say it's a brag. Like I built it by myself. It ain't that. It's I right. didn't have the resources, so I needed to figure the shit out and just do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so now that I have it, I've written down all the steps. I know what goes here, what goes there. I know what I don't want to do the next time. 
Right. That's how you that's how you grow and um you grow smart. Like, yeah, like you gotta figure it out yourself. Unless you have a partner. Because you bring us now. When you when you have your team, you're bringing the right people right. on. You're not bringing somebody on that just says, oh, I yep. do this and I do that. Yep. Okay, cool. Do you know how to do it this way? Yep. Do you know how to do it that way? Because now you're, you're speaking from experience exactly. and not from a book that you read. You know what exactly. I mean? So we got the event in Houston. I put that on. I was I was getting that. Like I put that on myself. I did that all myself. Event right? Planner. So now... We're doing a, our next event is going to be in Charlotte. We don't have the dates just okay. locked down yet, but uh, that's our next event pending, you know, yeah. COVID and all that good how, stuff. So. Um, walk me through that weekend. Like, what does that retreat look like? How many people? What do they get? All that. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you asking me that. So the one in Houston was uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's a workshop. So it's from 1030. It was from 1030 to 330. And I'm literally... I'm not a dude that can learn just by to death. I can't learn right. like that. I got to actually start doing things simultaneously, right? right? So I teach the same way. So I say, all right, I'm going to make this phone call. Boom, I make a phone call. All right, now everybody find a subcontractor. And one by one, we all making phone calls. Of course, people's a little nervous. Right. Everybody listening to them. You remember how the teacher used to call on you? Yeah. And you got to read the first yeah. paragraph. I was, I ain't never want to read out loud. I already knew I was going to jack up some words. And then the girl beside me was going to call me stupid <laughs> because I couldn't read. <laughs> right. that was so me. I put it through that type gauntlet because at the end of the day, once you go home and you are not around me, it's easier now to make those phone calls because you don't got people looking at you anymore. Exactly. Jay White ain't even in front of you right. and you're going to start knocking it out. So those workshops are very, very practical. When you leave from there, you're going to understand or you're going to have a higher understanding of the process. But more importantly, you're going to have, um, you know, communication with contract specialists. You're going to have communication with subcontractors. And now your business is actually moving versus just being stagnant. So gotcha. my workshops are going to be very powerful in Charlotte because I'm going to bring uh, one other person with me now this time and oh, we're going to wow. knock it down. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So we'll link everything. We'll link to all of his his website, his Instagram, and the show notes. Um, but no, this was great. I have this enjoyed dope. this conversation. You have sparked a lot in me from the membership, but also just the consistency and like being okay with like just being myself and like yeah. you know I know yeah. what I know, so just do it. You know. Just do it. You dope though. You pretty dope. I told you this when I when I when we first met at the thing. Like you, you're real personable. You're easy going. Your customer service was phenomenal. I think you still owe me an hour. You know what I mean? Oh. I don't know. Now I'm fooling with you. I'm fooling with you. <laughs> but the customer service was phenomenal. And then you know, once we started to talk about things outside of your space, you're you're a real one too. And I, and I appreciate. It. Oh, Jason, thank you. Um, we have to get you back in this space. And we have to continue the conversation about possibly a Baltimore situation. So the, one of the reasons why I decided to go forward with the membership is because as much as I love having the brick and mortar, um, I don't know if I want to have them all over the country because that's just a lot. And I don't, yeah. that's, that's stuff. And I don't be wanting to have stuff that I have to worry about. Um yeah. But, you know, we talk partnership and all that stuff. So we'll talk offline. Um, I appreciate you. Like I said, we've linked to everything that you need to get in touch with Jason in the show notes. He's an amazing person. I'm honored to have you here. I'm looking forward to us working together. 
in some capacity. Um, and yeah, like if you if you guys know that you have the not you have the capacity, like this is easy work. I feel like once you crack the code, you know what I'm yes, saying. Once man. you work with Jason to crack the code, he's gonna tell you he's gonna give you the blueprint to getting it done. And as I said earlier, like I'm a student. If somebody can teach me how to do it and how to win, so that I don't have to go through all the loopholes and all that stuff, I can just get straight to it, then it's a no-brainer. Um, so if this sounds like something that you want to learn more about, reach out to Jason. I always appreciate you guys listening. Um, please make sure you screenshot this episode and share it. Tag Jason in it. Um, tag me too. Rate the podcast. Give us a review. Um, and just, I appreciate you for listening and we will see you next week. Bye, Jason. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate you. <laughs> Shades of Content is brought to you by Recorded at Camp Space, a content creator studio for women of color. To learn more, visit www.campworkspace.com.